Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some Irish whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 31st official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss our experience with the Opus X line, clean eating, and the final season of Ozark on Netflix, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Green Spot Single Pot Still Irish Whiskey with Fuente Fuente Opus X Perfection 888. Our first Opus X tonight from Arturo Fuente's Fuente Fuente family line, the Perfection 888. I got to say, Bam, I don't know how in the hell yeah. you found any sort of quantity of these because yeah, yeah. I can't find them anywhere yeah. on the internet. Yeah, so I was on, when, on my way back from work and I needed a cigar and uh, he had a full box of these. Had one, blew me away, immediately purchased enough for the lizards to have a review. It's very pod worthy. I am. Uh, yeah, I've had a few Opus before. We have a friend at the uh, at the clubhouse who's uh, big into Fuente, and uh, I I've never really loved Fuente to be honest. But this, yeah. when you showed me these, this size in in they call it a Lonsdale forty four right. by little under seven inches, six and seven eighths. Yeah. This is right in my and I think our wheelhouse as far as aesthetically, Nicotola. it's beautiful. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, and really I, nice I say this as someone who's similar to Gizmo. I, I not only like have generally not been an Opus fan, but like I've actively, actively like hated Opus. Me too. Me too. Me um, too. I don't. I would not deny that. 
Yeah, and I've had a torpedo opus that I had a very bad experience with, uh, but this shape yeah. is beautiful. It's intriguing. The ring gauge is awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm actually very curious. It's got a dark wrapper. This should be. I've only had different. this is my only only my only third third opus that I've ever had. Got it. I, I honestly I liked every one of them, but I don't pursue this cigar for many reasons, which we could talk about. So it's interesting they call this a Lancero. You know, we, we have to cut it. But before we cut it, I mean, it comes to a really interesting point yeah, at like, the head of the cigar. It's like a Coke bottle. Yeah, it, it looks like a pencil almost. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a, like a thick pencil. It's very odd. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've never seen a cigar like that that comes to a point like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, boys, let's cut this thing. See what we're getting on the cold draw. Mine doesn't seem very densely packed. No. It seems... And the draw is wide open. Kind of lightly packed. You'll find that it's wide open. Oh, it is. I took a very little bit off. It's really mm-hmm. nice. What do you guys think of the cold draw? Kind of getting like, much. like a hay or something. Some... Mm. So the cold draw, I'm, I'm also getting like hay. But I have to say, if you smell this wrapper, uh, I mean, it smells like barnyard and, and honestly, even manure. I can't say that I <laughs> love the smell of the wrapper. It's very earthy. I don't know. I like it's, it. It's too much for me. This, this is this goes back to an episode we were talking about. I think, like I said, like I can deal with the barnyard where it's like a barn that has hay and a horse hasn't been there in God knows how long. But like <laughs> a brand new barn, a brand new barn. But like the barn where like the horse just took a shit like ten minutes ago. Like that's oh, more boy. what I'm getting. Oh, <laughs> this is gonna go bad <laughs> on, the, on the cold draw. I'll take them all back. No, no, smell the wrapper. Back. Smell the wrapper. Gizmo, get him. I'm, I'll take him. I'm, I'm taking them all. Not getting that. Give him back. You're, you're not, not getting. getting you're, you're not getting the horse everyone, just took a shit. Everyone, <laughs> smell the wrapper. No, I don't smell poopy. No. Please smell the wrapper. On the on the cold draw for me, it's a bit a tiny bit sweet. And I'm when not you, getting the manure thing. Yeah, I don't get no, that. No, I'm actually on the cold on the cold draw. Yeah. Not on the cold draw. I want to make sure I'm clear here. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the, the cold wrapper, draw, I'm it's actually, I'm yeah, actually getting earthy. like a, kind of that signature Fuente mm. flavor, like amped up. Semi shark like, maybe even like a little bit of shortbread. It's a really, really beautiful cigar. Yeah. On the, but it's shortbread, but it's it got a little bit of a pungent note to it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. All right, so I'm smelling Senator's cigar. He just handed it to me because he's not happy that we're disputing him. And his does smell a little bit more like a horse manure than mine does. It does. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. It's nothing against the cigar. I grew up with horses, reason, so I'm it, very it tuned into this. It Senator, like, that's a lot guys, of horse shit. To, pass this to Puba. <laughs> It's a bunch of horse shit. It's a bunch of horse shit. We're passing around Senator's cigar. You have just, to smell this. Just, it's so Gizmo like, just put the foot up his nose. To, to the he's listener. He's not going to put oh, his mouth God. on that. To the listener. Am I crazy? Yeah. No, Am I crazy? crazy? It smells like no, horse. Pass it to Rooster. Everyone, I'm not insane. Everyone has you're to not. smell there it. There is some sort of an odd smell. Before. I will not smell it. We're doing the horse shit analysis. <laughs> no, there is. There was a actually. It smells like horse manure. There's a, there is a. Rooster's comparing. There's a I hope, somewhat. There's a somewhat. I hope for it's the next. It's semi-offensive. I hope it for is. the next hour and what? a half. What? <laughs> no, smell no, it, Bam! You have to smell it. I'm sorry, I'm not crazy. Take another you one. You guys have validated it. Take another one. I hope for the next hour and a half, Senator just gets horseshit for the entire. He, he, by the way, he's like met, he's he's now biased. Like <laughs> it has a different smell. It's Mine doesn't it, smell it like does. that. Yeah, it smells a little different. It smells you a little different. Can't tell me you don't smell horse manure. That's <laughs> that may be the one I dropped in the in my in the cat box before I came over here today. Oh, so you admit that you use kitty litter now. <laughs> I, I'm glad you said that. You like smell it? No, I'm not getting it. 
I don't know. Maybe it's funny. It looks like you have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> if I squint my eyes, I, it looks like you have a huge Keith Fernandez. That's right. <laughs> Fucking Keith Hernandez. <laughs> Keith Hernandez That's mustache. Good. He looks like Hernandez, dude. I'm Keith Hernandez. <laughs> you want? Do you want another one? I don't know, but it, I don't let's, know. Let's it's touched everyone's nose. Light it. Let's try it. Let's see what's going on. Let's light this thing, boys. Oh. The Fuente Fuente Opusex Perfection. in a bad way. Oh. I can't wait to see how this goes. 888. <laughs> Not off to a good start. Again, it's a Lonsdale. 44 ring gauge by 6 and 7 eighths inches. And uh, bam, how much did you say you paid for these? 42.50? Way too much. So, Oof. yeah, they retail 42.50 plus tax. Oh, my gosh. Now, online, I saw them for $25, which is never accurate. Yeah, but they're not in stock. No, that's right. And that's, that's why the prices are high. Really nice on the light. Yeah. Really nice. Well, you know, it's just that there's earthiness and sweetness there. A little, a little barnyard, which I, I kind of like a little bit. Yeah. It's all wrapping no, together. It's really nice. Yeah. Unusual. Thank God. It tastes nothing like the wrapper smells. Oh. Thank God. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Praise the cigar oh. gods. Yeah. I thought I thought he was going to be like. I was hoping that's for, for today. <laughs> I was hoping we. That's were tomorrow, have a, and that oh, is it for us today. That's tomorrow. You will see Senator in two weeks. <laughs> that's right. That's tomorrow. That's- so this is a uh, Dominican Puro. Obviously, everything that uh, is made in the Opus line is made at uh, Chateau de la Fuente in the Dominican. And these cigars were originally released in August of 2018. Very hard to find again. So uh, we're very happy to have them here on the pod tonight. Can, yeah. Can we just note, I just saw the, the signature rooster eyebrow raise. Yeah, just I saw happened. that. <laughs> he looked over at Bam as he took a puff and the, the eyebrow went up. Very good. That's a yeah, good it's thing. Very good. Yeah. Very good on the light. Yeah. I mean, typically when you smoke a young opus... It needs to sit. It needs to age for a while. So you know? you've probably smoked more opus, I'm guessing, than anyone in the room. Is that is that uh, fair to I say? I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah. But typically, if you have like an opus that's been sitting for like at least like three to five years, right? it becomes like a different stick. Okay. Like, remember the one we had uh, at somebody's house? It was like a double um, outside. But that guy got the whole box. Yeah, we had that at the lounge. No, we had it at... Oh, you, no, no, you, we you, made him take the box oh, out of the right. locker in the lounge. We smoked him in the lounge. No, but the original seller, we had it oh, at Oh, right, 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 right. That's like, right, that's right. So that... What I, size was Yeah, that? which it, one? It was the double, double Robusto. Double okay. Robusto. Which was uh, outstanding. It was that, good? That sat for a quite very some time. Oh, years. Yeah, that, years. Was, it, that had to have in total at least six, five years. Seven, yeah. Yeah, five, I think that's years. a pretty common thing. Uh, if there's going to be a complaint about Opus for the price and what it is, is the fact that they... They're not as aged as apparently they need to be. Right. Well, right? They, they used to be. When they first came out, they were phenomenal sticks. Yeah. Really well, sought after. And then I guess maybe they're, they're rushing still, it. I don't know. I mean, still very sought after. Oh, they're, they're yeah. sought after. But the quality, you know, it's not quite like what it was like yeah. in the beginning. Like I used to love the petite Coronas of the Opus line because okay. the, the wrapper had so much flavor. Mm. And you got so much of that from that small size. So I will, my experience with this, I had it a couple of days ago. If you go through it quickly, it, 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 it bites. There's a bite. You got to take your time with this one. Yeah, it's a smaller, So I slowed down. I was gauge. like a, halfway through the first third and it was really catching up to me. So I'd slow down and it became very enjoyable. Yeah, I have yeah. to say, Bam. So uh, I, I apologize for the, 
the er, manure. The early uh, <laughs> review, which I was worried was not going to be very good. On the light, this is actually really tasty. Yeah. It is. And what's interesting to me, the, the wrapper on this, this is one of the, this is probably the darkest wrapper I've ever seen on an Opus. It yeah. is dark. Opuses are pretty, usually on the darker side. But isn't That's it a natural? That, a, that double Robusto we smoked was definitely lighter yeah. than this. And even the regular Opus that I've bought that I've hated because they're just way too young, they're mm. all lighter. They're, lighter. Not, they're not like this. I mean, this looks like a Millennium wrapper. It does. Mm. I just, I really like the size and shape of this cigar. Yeah. It, it does it's make sexy. it more pleasurable for me than if it was a Toro or a double Robusto. Yeah. I just like that ring gauge. I mean, mm -hmm. we talk about that a lot. Yeah, that's right. Elegant. Elegant. Yeah, it's an elegant. It just feels good in the hand. And Very. It's really, really good. You know, I, I, uh, we were talking about it before we came on air. I find maybe almost more than any other New World cigar or any cigar, I find the, the Fuente lines, specifically an Opus, mm. to be very, very confusing. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, there's I'm not, so much. A, I'm not just... an expert in the line, but there's so many different variations. Lost City and all oh. Angels Share and Forbidden. Forbidden, Forbidden, you know. There's a lot there. There's, there's a lot. lot of different. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know much about them, you know. Yeah. Pagoda's Pugo. disgruntled. Puba. Puba, what happened? Puba, Puba had an Esha. <laughs> For the audience, I was just <laughs> trying to get my water bottle out of this chair that I'm sitting in that has a cup holder. It was stuck in there. Then when I pulled it out, it hit the, the boom mic, and then that hit the cigar, and now I have ash all over my lap. All right. So I, was, uh, I got a little discombobulated, and uh, call, uh, quite frankly, I don't know what to do with myself. Call right Garcon. Now. Garcon. <laughs> right. my, my suggestion would be grab your ashtray and just put it right well, at the edge of your leg and just brush it in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're having technical difficulties. Stand by. <laughs> Uh, you, know, you want geez, me to hold your cigar? Louise. Give me your cigar. No, 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 no. It's in the ashtray. Okay. okay. What do you think, uh, Rooster? Very good. Yeah? I mean, like earthy and a little bit of sweetness, sweetness. coming through. Isn't that unusual? Look at that. Worked perfectly. There you, you go. Know, I have these, these kind of... And you feel, <laughs> you feel the spice on your tongue. Yeah. Right? Uh, for right. me, on the front. Right I on like the front. that they're having a yeah. serious discussion. We are. <laughs> and he's smacking his lap. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a wall up right now. <laughs> I mean, it was like, boom, boom, boom. And it's like an explosion of my seams. <laughs> oh, God. Take a drink. This is a really elegant smoke. Yeah. But you taste that pepper or that spice on your tongue? Yep. Right a little bit. Front edge. Mm-hmm. I get on the front, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get into it. Like, I, I'm disconnected from this brand a little bit. Mm. So I'm trying to, and that plays into it for me sometimes. Yeah, I, me too. It's it's cost prohibitive. You know, it's expensive. You know, so, I'm, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah. to its credit, I mean, this is just the start. But th this on the light so far is easily one of the best opuses I've had. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually impressed. Yep. Second best. <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, you know, all of the Opus cigars come in really ornate uh, cedar, bo wood wooden boxes, um, really ornate. And uh, they come, this one is obviously called an 888, I think very similar to some of the 898s and other cigars that Habanos has made for many, many years. But it comes in a box of 24, 
And like you said, Bam, I mean, a box of these is going to at least run you probably somewhere around a thousand bucks. Oh, easy. You know, for 24. Yeah. So you're talking about a really premium product. Right. For 24 cigars. That's right. You know, so this is something, this is a really nice uh, cigar to have on the pod tonight, but hard to find. And and I don't know if I would reach for it in, in, in moments unlike this, you know, so. So Opus, this is really interesting. I learned uh, today. Uh, about this is that when they release special releases of Opus like this, for a retailer to get it, they have to sell, they have to move 25 boxes of regular production Fuente cigars to have access to one allotment of these special edition Opus. Just 25 boxes? Yeah, 25 boxes. That's not a lot. No. Doesn't seem like a lot. So where I purchased this from, you could consider it an Arturo Fuente destination. Okay. Uh, they have a, a ton of Arturo Fuente inventory. A ton. Yeah. yeah, I can see this being a long smoke. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of... You take your time. You got to take your time, yeah. You know, you take your time with it, relax with it. I yeah, mean, it's uh, not I burning quick. No, no, it's not burning quick. And if you, I think if you, to Bam's point earlier, if you try and jump on this, it's not going to... It'll catch any, up to you. It's not going to do any good. Yeah. No. yeah. What it's, what's intriguing is that that layer of sweetness that that comes in on every draw it, it that's what keeps your attention for me yeah and i find it to be a very uh very nice smooth smoke it's very i would medium i would say mm-hmm. the delivery is really nice yeah yeah you can taste there's some age on this that's which true has always definitely. been my complaint with opus so i'm i'm thrilled to finally have an opus that i can say it's definitely true. has some age on it like gizmo was saying is very smooth and has full flavor where some of the younger ones for me there's not enough flavor to excite this that's has right that. that's right it's great and, I, you know, I've only had three of these, right? So the two other Opus I've had, for me, it was a lot of cedar, great tobacco flavor, but not much sweetness, which is okay. You know, I don't, not every cigar I have has that, but when I do get it, it's, it's for me, it's a little special. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we're getting more of the wrapper here than some of those larger ring gauges. It's just, yeah. you know, and that could. Goes back to our love for this gauge, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that forty four. This I think a Lonsdale is for me the perfect Vitola. Mm. Perfect. I love Lonsdale. I love a Lonsdale Churchill and a, and a double Corona, obviously with our love for the mm-hmm. Habanos double Coronas. But this to me, you can't beat. It's beautiful. Excuse me, you can't beat this. It's beautiful. Yeah, you can't. Beat yeah, it. they're great. And it's interesting how the size is not. I guess quote unquote in vogue, or it's somewhat in terms of the mass market to a certain degree, like it's a little bit. Would you say it's old fashioned? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's classic, you know? Yeah. So those things, I think some of those just in general, generally speaking too. So like cognac, we were talking about cognac, you know, Nick, is it cool to order a cognac or is it cool to be like, I don't know, give me a Belvedere martini or whatever people order or drink or are accustomed to doing. And I just think that this is worthy of, there's merit in in this in this format that I think sometimes gets overlooked by folks who some folks the mass market and they go for these big huge ring you know the robusto which we love we love robustos but they get into these big ring gauge cigars yeah, toros gordos and gordos you know like bigger is better American bigger better bigger better you know and it's sometimes that's not always the case um, there's a little bit of refinement. 
you don't have to stay on top of this thing like a big huge ring gauge cigar and keep smoking it and puffing it and surrounding yourself in this huge cloud of smoke it just delivers a lot of flavor which is really a nice experience in this format i'm talking generally speaking absolutely yeah i was telling uh, i was telling senator i think i was talking to rooster about it too um <clears throat> i just got a box of uh my first box of monte cristo number ones from cuba and from a lonsdale perspective which this cigar is from the cuban lonsdales i've really reached mainly for the partagas 898 which is a hard cigar to find and the Monty One has kind of jumped in that slot of when I'm looking for that specific Patola, it's really doing a nice job for me. And it's a great price. And I've never seen it in person. You had it the other day. Yeah. It's really beautiful looking it's, cigar. It's a really nice looking cigar. Yeah, it's smooth. Yeah. And I just love that 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 Patola. It's great. Yeah. And they're overlooked somewhat. Yeah. You know, it's so it's it's a nice kind of go to. Didn't you, didn't you have one at my house? No, you gave Monty, me the three. Monty I believe. three? Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I loved. I really loved it, and that had a ton of age on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, to to Puba's point about this Vitola being overlooked, you know, I I just hope that the Lonsdale is not going to go the way of the Churchill. Oh yeah. You know, in, especially yeah. in, in with Habanos in the Cuban market. It, it's there's not that many. There's not that I many mean, anymore. So, you know, and in the U in the in the U.S. market, I mean, it's not like you. I mean, they're around. Um, they are around, you know, but let's just say in lounges how many people do you see exactly how many people do you see smoking lawns there? it's Very true few. but even yeah. let's th let's think about non-cuban cigars that we smoke yeah i don't, I don't know of a lonsdale in any non-cuban that i smoke i don't know of a davidoff millennium series or late hour that is a lonsdale a i don't drone. know of a Padrone, uh, that's a Lonsdale. I, th I think they have them, but I think we don't the, reach uh, one. The, the Imperial, maybe? The Davidoff Signature Series, like the 2000, 3000. That's oh, yeah. All. I mean, I haven't smoked that. Yeah. Isn't Remember that milder, I was, though? I was, it's medium. Okay. I wouldn't say it's mild, but... <laughs> Call housekeeping. Oh, jeez. <laughs> has got a round two, round two lap spill. I just don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there was like barely any ash on this thing and it just fell in my lap. You're discombobulated today. <laughs> I have no idea. Can you imagine this? Waiting? I need like remedial training. <laughs> something. I don't know what's going on. But you got to go to finishing school. <laughs> some sort of remedial uh, education or something i don't know how this is keeps <laughs> continuing to happen there's like no ash and the scar was like falling off yeah be careful you're gonna get bit too <laughs> i know and i'm gonna get yelled at i have to say something about our pairing tonight um we've been very very lucky that all of our spirits and alcohol in general have paired beautifully with the cigars that we've picked these past couple of weeks tonight i happen to think this is really a beautiful beautiful pairing and i get a lot of honey in this in this in this liquor that we're drinking tonight that goes great with the cigars senator tell us what we're drinking because i know nothing about it I, I i won't lie i don't know a ton either but it is it is so delicious it's green spot single pot still irish whiskey triple distilled and um i had this recently uh, a buddy of mine had a bottle of this and had poured me some and i i wasn't at the time even really craving irish whiskey of any sort mm. um but i had never had it so i said okay i'll give it a shot and i was just i like immediately perked up and i said wow this is really good because the only irish whiskey 
outside of Jameson, obviously everybody knows that, but that I had mm-hmm. would drink would be Redbreast. Red Breast, obviously yeah. I would drink with all you guys. Yep. Yeah. And um, I was very impressed with this. Yeah. So that's why I it's picked delicious. up a bottle. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it really is very, it's quite good. I, I, I We did have it. I want to say that um, our, uh, our good friend at our North Lounge poured us some of this one night. Mm. Um, but the libations were flowing, I think. Uh, <laughs> In copious, copious amounts, amounts. <laughs> As, uh, and uh, yes, and uh, but uh, it's balanced. It's yeah. kind of like has a dry finish, but it's like sweet up front, which yeah, is great. Yes. It's crazy. It's, it's which is really nice. It's really unusual. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it creates balance, right? It's so awesome. it's like this, like balanced delivery. And for me, I, I'm, I'm all. I mean, um, I'm all over this. I it's, mean, uh, it's so easy to drink. How, what's is. the price point? Uh, Sixty a bottle. Yeah, so it's up there. Yeah, it's a premium spirit. Is there? But, a, it, um, but it tastes that way. Is there an yeah. age age statement on that? No. Okay. It's really really nice. It, it is pairing well with the cigar. Yeah, yeah. There's something about it. I, I think Puba just mentioned it. It it's um, it's less. It's it's hitting my throat less than the front of my mouth. Well, yeah. It's dry. It like yeah. disappear like in the back of your palate. It just it like just yeah. It's dry, but up front, like in the front it's of your sweet. tongue, it's super sweet. Yeah. And to me, that's just this balanced delivery that's so good. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm reading the bottle. It says that it's aged in American bourbon and sherry casks. Oh, that explains the sweetness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I love the way you're describing it, Puba. I, I completely that's agree. Cool. And I think a lot of you guys have figured out like my palate with any anything I'm drinking with a cigar. I love something that's very balanced where there's a little sweetness but has a dry finish. I think Paul Roger is exactly that. It yeah, starts a sure. little bit sweet, but it finishes really dry. I think like, um, you know, wines like the Robert Craig that we all had, that red blend. It's a like, beautiful dry. a little sweet, yeah. but it finishes dry. Yeah. And I think this does exactly that, like you described, Puba. Yeah, it, it, it does. And, and that's nice with a cigar because uh, it's kind of giving you that sweetness but like it's almost cleansing your palate which you wouldn't think an irish whiskey would do it's almost like it's cleansing it in the in the finish and um it doesn't have a long finish it's actually kind of like it's, it's not short like a, it's short yeah it's like abrupt it's that's but what makes it so easy to drink it, yeah that's yeah. i think that's a i think that's a that's a virtue I agree. In, in in this so um it's designed this way clearly and it's nice yeah i would have overlooked that in my shopping me too. Really? I, I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, I don't often reach for Irish whiskeys. And yeah. The fact that I tried this one night and bought a bottle and thought we had to review it, it, it really interested me. Well, yeah. you know, at our North Lounge, there's a lot of additional Irish whiskeys. And by the way, this isn't probably, you know, it's not, that's an, also an area that I, ha- I don't think any of us have dove deep into. You know, you get into your habits, you drink Jameson, you drink Redbreast, but they're more premium Irish spirits Irish whiskey like this that are out there that we should just look at. Yeah, yeah. that's a great point, actually. Great point. Puba, you should not feel bad at all. Okay. Uh oh. I don't know what it is. The ash literally just like when it just falls off. Wow. See? Look at look at this. So right here, <laughs> one fell off. And then I after that fell, I was just smoking again and another one just fell. <laughs> okay, wow. so it's not me. It's not you. I right. don't know why. You are that vindicated. Happens. I'm vind- uh, yes. <laughs> you are vindicated. Well, it's, it's, you're both a little busy physically. You're 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 moving around a lot. The three of us are sitting here nice and calm. Very stoic. Yeah, not losing an ash here. Okay. So we <laughs> part of the review, it has a flaky ash. <laughs> oh boy. Can I say something about uh, that I did? 
So I cut very little off the top. Not and a typical. Uh, so I, the opposite of a gizmo cut, and good. I got it. Yeah. I Same. actually got a tar blast. Oh my god! Thank and you. And I had to recut it. Thank you. Really? Wow. I'm not kidding. This is not planned. So I thought you were going to say that you should just take a little off. No. And I was about to vehemently disagree. <laughs> no, the I got a tar blast. Exactly what you described. So I just took a tiny bit off. Yeah. I got a tar blast. I don't know if anyone heard during the recording. Wow. I cut again I didn't even notice. to get rid of the tar, and now it's wide open, and I'm not getting tar. How yeah, interesting. Same, same thing happened. Very I, interesting. I saw, so you got that's be, why I cut mine like that yeah. to begin with. I need to do that because I cut very little off. <laughs> And that's what you get at the beginning of your tongue, like right at the tip. Yeah, and it, it was it was a not a pleasurable tar blast. Interesting, interesting. At all. That's I didn't I didn't even realize that that happened because I just recut. I'm stunned when you said that. Oh, that's the great. Exact same thing happened. Wow. This is, this is why we lizard. Yeah. Yeah, you see, there's co- see, there's I, community I, I, and ashes falling and tar blasts. <laughs> and, yeah, well, right. I mean, so the same thing's happening. I'm not nuts. We're all not nuts. <laughs> So is this uh, Irish whiskey, is this easy to find? Um, I don't think it's the easiest. Like red breast is a lot easier, you would say? I think red breast is easier, but I also wouldn't say red breast is that easy to find. I mean, I just think, you know, and, and it's kind of unfortunate for Irish whiskeys that yeah. it's not easy to find a lot of Irish whiskeys. They have when, small shelf space. Yeah, when you yeah, go into yeah. the average liquor store, yeah. the only Irish whiskey you're guaranteed to find is Jameson. That's pretty much it. Yeah. To yeah. find other stuff, and there's tons out there, like Poob was saying, you, you really have to find a store that prioritizes sourcing that. I, so I, I think, all of them are kind and of And I tough. think Pooba brings up a great point. There's, I think, a really good, interesting world to explore here yeah, in there, Irish whiskeys. Absolutely. And we're in the right geographical area oh. for it. I mean, the only place better. I mean, you have more Irish Americans per, per capita seven miles from here. Wow. Well. I didn't right? know that. Up in up in uh, up in Rockland County, okay. in Pearl River, New York. Mm. Let, let, let's call it what it is. It is it is a there. There's more Irish Americans there per capita than like literally anywhere. I didn't know that. So um, because well, it's all firemen and cops. Yeah. So uh, that all. I mean, it's just packed. Wow. And um, so there's there is a, a, there's a market. What I'm saying, my point is, there's a market. In this, in the Northeast in general, I, I think if you went to, I don't know, the middle of Iowa or something <laughs> like that, you know, mm. you may not be able to find right. uh, this. But certainly in Boston, in New York, in 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 places where there's people of Irish American descent, you're going to get you're going to get more options. Certainly, I would believe. And I'd like to call out to the listener: if you're a a, a savant of uh, Irish whiskeys, please email us and tell us what you like and. Tell us what to reach for because we are searching for liquor pairings. So please let us know what you like. And the only thing I'll, I'll say just for the listener who maybe wants to try to source uh, Green Spot, the good news is they do have this at Total Wine and More, which is all over the country. So some of like the large, you know, uh, retailers, they, they do have it. But when you go into smaller shops, it's harder to find yeah. premium Irish whiskeys. Yeah. 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 I mean, are you going to find this in certain parts of South Florida? At Total Wine, I don't know. Are you going to find it in certain parts of the, you know, who knows, the West? I, you know, I'm not sure, but maybe. The I one thing I will say about Total Wine, though, is in specific to Florida, when we did the episode with the Four Square Rum, 
the uh, oh, the high end rum that you brought. <laughs> the only place I found it after looking everywhere was when I went to Florida with my family. Wow. I popped into Total Wine. They had about ten bottles of it. I, I mean, two. that shouldn't be surprising. I mean, Florida rum in Florida yeah, is like water. Yeah, yeah. but it's true. <laughs> but it's true, especially South Florida. But that, that specific, that one. specific, but all, but the four square stuff is all small batch stuff. Those are all short runs anyway. Yeah. So it comes and goes. Yeah. And I was I was very Florida's happy be to find it. Closest to Barbados. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. I mean, rum in, in, in Florida. Um and, and and again, it comes down to like, you know, the ethnic breakup too. There's a lot of the I mean, there's a lot of uh, Hispanic population in Florida. I mean, that's no secret. Sure. Uh go to go to Miami and uh, you know, um, English Both is a second language. English is a second la- uh, yeah, it's a second, second language. And this is going back a long time. I mean, my, both my parents grew up in Miami, and uh, they both speak pretty good Spanish, and that's going back to... Oh, wow. That I didn't, goes back to the, the 60s. I didn't know wow. that. That's, didn't know that. That's a cool detail. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because you would... You Love know, that. You're, 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 talking, you're, you know, you're talking to people. You have friends. You're, you know, you spend time in South Florida, South, South Florida. You know, you're going to... Love it. Yeah, you know, use some Spanish. So I got to tell you guys, so when we did, um, when we did, I believe it was the New Year's Eve episode. I was not here for that. You weren't here. We did, like, we talked about New Year's resolutions and stuff. And I said that one of my resolutions this year is I wanted to drop 30 pounds. Oh. And I've been... How are you doing with that? (laughs) (laughs) It's not going good. <laughs> anyway, I kind of figured out what it was, and it was it was between work and 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 life and laziness, maybe that it was really that I was just not feeling like preparing my own food and dealing with it and sourcing it and everything. So I am totally locked in. Just started this week on getting fresh prepared meals. So they're not frozen; they're you're, they can be refrigerated. You order a couple times a week, and they deliver it. I'm using, and I hate. I really don't like the name of the company. Do you have to give marketing. it? I would not give it. All right, I won't yeah. give it. No free advertising. Right. Anyway, right. I found a really clean. Um, I found a really clean, uh, awesome producer of fresh meals, and I'm getting them delivered to the house, dude. They're like between ten and twelve bucks a meal. Oh, that's pretty. And good. I am so locked in. I'm gonna shred weight. Wow. But do you have to eat two meals to be full? Honestly, do I have to eat two meals? At yeah. a sitting. At a sitting? At the same time. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Like, Pooba needs to. Two, two meals a day. No, I, I know. But sometimes with these, I've done like some of that stuff where you, they, they send you the meal and then it's all the ingredients. My wife was doing this for a while. I forget what it was called, but it was like we did it for like a year. But she would make it and I'd be like, well, that I can eat like two thirds of that. No, see what I make, what I'm getting is already made. I microwave it for three minutes. No, I gotcha. I'm talking portion-wise. Yeah, the portions are very reasonable. Um, each meal is somewhere between 300 and 600 calories. And they're, they're fantastic. Are they filling? I'm totally full, and I'm good for two meals a day, and I'm perfect. Really? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really glad wow. you're eating clean, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> I don't love the advertising and the marketing, but they're they're really uh, it's really awesome. So yeah. I, I recommend I, it's it's an expense for sure. But so here's a question: to get on the horse again, I need to do it. Yeah, how much so, is it? Uh, it's about between ten and twelve bucks a meal. So I'm spending maybe twenty four bucks a day on it. That's okay. 
So you live in a house and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Mrs. Gizmo. Yep. And Gizmo Jr. and uh, little girl Gizmo. Yep. So they don't eat this food. No, I actually get it shipped to my office and I keep it in my fridge at the office. So you don't eat at home? I, 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 it doesn't share. No, it's not even about sharing. It's just normally I'm eating my food at the office anyway. Yeah. So I'm always there. So I find when I'm dieting, I can't eat what my kids eat. And yeah, my wife. That's the problem. Because they're kind of, you know, in shape and I'm a 250 pound obese bastard and I need to lose 20 pounds. So when I'm, I find when I'm dieting, I have to pull myself away from the dining table and I'd like to have dinner with them. Yeah. So how do you navigate that? Uh, it, to me, when I have a, a, like the way that my brain works, when I'm locked in on something, I can succeed. I can ignore the Doritos and the Fritos. No, that's not what I'm asking. The camaraderie of the family at the table. Do you have that? Uh, Yeah, we have that. We do it several times a week. Okay. I'm not, I I don't need to reach for what they have because the other thing that I do is I don't eat dairy. So Uh, a lot of the stuff that that they eat is dairy. So that's an easy switch for me. Yeah. But anyway, I really recommend it. I really recommend you trying it. It's, It's very, very cool. Now for the whole family, it gets very expensive. But if, you know, if you're out there and you're trying to lose a few pounds, get some meals prepared for you, do nothing. And it kind of get, you know, for me, it's getting in the habit of eating that stuff again and learning what I like again and getting to the point that I'm, I'm going out and sourcing it and buying it and prioritizing yeah. eating well, you know, cause I, I just haven't been. Mm. Yeah. You know? and, and maintaining your, your, I, you know, I had never lost weight in my life until like two years ago and I put it back on, but cause I'm like, I'm six, three, two sixty. So, um, which I should really be 240. Do you know what I mean? 242. I got down to that weight just by, just by like really, really throttling back carbohydrates and managing your glycemic index. Like with no, with little to to little exercise to no exercise, just maybe walking sometimes. Food is powerful. Food is very powerful. Powerful. I mean, so like if you, if you, if you eat, you know, like the way I'm eating now, which is like, I mean, I literally just wake up in the morning and I have two eggs on rye toast with a slice of ham and a slice of cheese. And I go about my day and then I come up and I'm like, what's going on? And then I just have a turkey sandwich on rye bread. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, that's how I, at like two o'clock. And then like, I just, then dinner comes. And I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing for dinner? What's for dinner? What are we having? What are we, <laughs> we, we going to cook? What are you cooking? Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, it's a whole thing. It's a production every day. It's a whole yeah. fucking production. Yeah. And like, some, you know, you, you fall back on the laziness of like, oh, well, like they all want this. And then it's like, I'm going to like, you know. And in the winter, it gets tough because like, you can't just like throw a steak on it and be like, I'm just going to eat a steak and like eat low carb. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you got to get, it just gets tough. Like, yeah. I'll eat, I could eat, if it was just me and my wife and the kids weren't around, and I could, Julie and I could just eat like salmon one night with asparagus. But like, we got to make that, and you got to make something for the kids. Yeah. It's like a whole production. They want pasta with butter. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like you're creating Like, two I just want meals. pasta with a little butter, you know, yeah. and Parmesan cheese. And you're like, okay. Yeah, you know, to me, it's not dieting; it's habit change. I, yeah. you know, I did this. I did this once. I got down to like one seventy. Oh wow! I was really thin. I mean, I was loose. A medium shirt was loose on me. Were you still squatting four fifty? No, that's that. Well, that's the other thing that happens <laughs> with weight loss is I'm gonna is I'm gonna lose my my Your lift, power my lift power. But uh-huh. so I'm gonna find a happy medium. I don't want to get down there again. I think it's unreasonable. But to me, it's not dieting; it's habit change. Sure. It's just readjusting my habits. Like I just need to change how I eat and what I look for. You know. Yeah. 
But cool. anyway, you know, I think it's a, it, I think this has been a, a good exercise for me in getting back into it by kind of catering to my laziness and just eating well and eating food that's prepared and just doing it consistently. So, nice. Well, I'll check in with you guys in a few months and nice. we'll see how I'm doing. Love it. You know, the problem is that the food that you want to eat is not cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like anything that's healthy for you, it's not economical. It's more expensive. Right. Even like yeah. if you're like borderline vegan or vegetarian, you end up paying more for meals. That's right. Because, that's right. Absolutely. Know, maybe maybe the demand is not quite there. So right. the supply is doesn't quite meet the demand. Sure. So, but you know, the food is, you know, it's the root cause of a lot of diseases. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you can cure a lot of stuff yeah. just by eating the right, yeah. right quantity and the right food. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And eating healthy is time consuming and, and it's, it's actually expensive. It's like a societal problem. We don't have to unpack that all right here, but it really is. I mean, like if you're like in a lower economic strata, let's say. I mean, and you can go to Wendy's. You can go over to Wendy's. You can get, uh, uh, you can feed each kid, no joke, for, for six, five, for five, five six, six bucks, bucks now. Yeah. Even during inflation, and they get a hamburger, they get a small fry. You know what I mean? And like you can like so if you're full. a working family, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you can go to the supermarket and feed them like that. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's 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 not easy. You know, as opposed to the salads that we've got into. A la Senator, which I thank you for that. Yeah, they're so I, expensive. Those goddamn salads. Well, you know, I could live on them. If I could I can, too. I could do two a day, and I'll be. I will be satisfied. But you're in fifty thir- bucks a day. Well, to get it delivered, thirty, <laughs> thirty-two to thirty-eight bucks a day. Right for you know, salad. No, that adds up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're spectacular. They are. Yeah. 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 There's no doubt. There's no doubt. So food, what so did we cover? Did we, we got to cover travel now? We, <laughs> cover? we traveled, we covered leisure. Whiskey. Did we cover leisure? We did, we'll cover leisure in a second. <laughs> okay. I want to get back to the cigar. But I do have something I want to bring up about leisure that I'm very frustrated about. But uh-huh. um, So we're about halfway through. What the, is leisure? Leisure is everything else. Oh, okay. Well, it's what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Leisure. Okay. This is leisure at its best. So we're uh, about halfway through the Fuente Fuente Opus X Perfection 888. Yep. What are you guys thinking? consistent not ramp not, not worth the price it's not knocking my socks off oh i right. don't think a 42 dollar cigar is ever worth the price yes, well I, I mean depends i mean no chef's edition davidoff no it's 34 dollars right? right 34 to 37 senator you were saying something i'm just i'm honestly i'm, I'm frustrated with this cigar mm. um <clears throat> i got a second tar blast Oh, I didn't get that yet. Uh, while the wow. diet conversation was happening, I <laughs> had to cut this further to get rid of more tar. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm not happy about that. Oh, I'm and, not getting uh, that. the ash has been falling, just crumbling, like, throughout the yeah. entire cigar. So I'm constantly having ash that, which typically you have to do that with a short filler, dirt-cheap cigar. Yeah. You don't expect that out of an Opus. Great point. So right. I, I'm frustrated. Great point. So frustrated. I'm, I'm with you on that. I had to cut the cigar, like, three times. Oh wow! Just to, yeah. just to cut that bite off. I mean, I cut very little. Were in you the getting tar rooster? In the beginning, I don't know what it was. I thought it was like pepper on your, you know, the the front of the tongue. But yeah. it was actually you're right. It's tar. It was tar. So on that, what can I call this a bellicoso shape at the top? What are we calling that? Yeah, yeah, I guess. So. I yeah, tend to take a half inch off to avoid that truncated aperture in your mouth where it really concentrates the smoke. I don't like that. It's hot. 
So I take off a little more. I, I go half inch minimum. I haven't had that. Yeah, no. I mean, to your point, Bam, on, on this cigar, I, I, I almost need to wish do that. that this came with an instruction manual because <laughs> I, I would have started what? by cutting off a lot more than yeah, I, I did too. where with I, other torpedoes, I don't have to take off as much. Right. That's a that's my kind of like go-to process. Normal, I take it off regardless. The normal yeah. lizard mantra is take off as little as you can. Right? Not on that. Not, not for on me. This. For me though, every even uh, BF, uh, BBF, I do take off a little more than usual because I don't like the heat that I get. The smaller the aperture, the more concentrated but, the smoke, it gets hotter. But, but so I, I I guess there's an important distinction here. For a larger ring gauge cigar like a true bellicoso mm-hmm. or a true torpedo. For me, you don't have to worry about taking much off because it's a larger ring gauge. So when you take right. a little bit off, you still you got a, a, a good size hole at the top of the cigar, mm. so you're you're fine. But on a smaller ring gauge cigar like this, like this yeah. when you take off a little, I mean, to Bam's point, it, it's very narrow. There's not much space for that smoke to True. move its way through. True. Um, but I, I still was just surprised that even I thought once I clipped it the second time that there was the draw was wide open. So mm-hmm. I thought there was plenty of space and I That's got true. more tar. Yeah. And now the third clip, and so far, so good. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, with the with like a Bellicosus Finos, you're going to have, uh, it says, since it is a larger ring gauge cigar, it gives you the mouthfeel of a smaller ring gauge. You're not, ha- but you're just, but you're getting the kind of that smoke output. So it creates like a little bit, just a tiny bit of a funnel that it, the mouth feels really good on it. Okay, yeah. You know, agreed, I, agreed. I, you know, yeah. you, some people argue, well, uh, a, a torpedo or or a bellicosos is gonna, you know, it delivers. It's like designed to the to funnel the smoke onto your palate or whatever. I mean, I guess you could argue that one way or the other. But for me, it's the mouthfeel. Like, yeah. it's like you're getting this larger ring gauge, but like when you put it in your mouth, it's a little bit tapered. Yes, exactly. Which is more comfortable to smoke. Right. But even on my millenniums, I take off a half inch. It's my that's my procedure yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. still getting a little bit of tar. Yeah, right? it's did not. You, did it's you purge it? Did you push out? I didn't. No, that's a good idea. Yeah, sure. try it's not. This is not particularly enjoyable. I mean, I'm not. I honestly, I'm enjoying the whiskey more than I am the Opus. Yeah, Same. It's not yeah. particularly enjoyable. I mean, for forty and, and for forty two dollars on top of it. Yeah, it's crazy. This thing can. I'll throw this I, thing in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> With the TV. <laughs> I mean, the thing that's sad, honestly, where, where I have to give the cigar credit, like the the flavor <clears throat> that I was getting out of this for a lot of it is good. Yeah. It's delicious, I it's, think. It's, it's a construction issue with the cigar, which is supremely disappointing mm. from an Opus and a Fuente. Yeah. You expect the structure of it to keep that ash in place a little longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's certainly not True. to get blasted with tar. And I'm right. finding the flavor to be okay, but these other things are definitely taking away from it. So on to leisure. I have to ask you guys, because we, I know some of us have talked about it, and this is a spoiler alert. We're, listen, we're into June now. So the, the, the Ozark season finale episodes came out at the end of April. And uh, I think it's plenty of time now to talk about in detail what happened. So spoiler alert, if, you're, if you haven't seen it, turn us off or fast forward. But what did you guys think about the ending of Ozark? Amateur bullshit. Amateur <laughs> Thank bullshit. You. So I, I'll, I, just, I have to start because I was the first to finish the, the, new, the, the last season. And I was so frustrated and disappointed with the ending and i thought maybe i'm the only one so i i was like i i genuinely like i didn't say too much 
I said to Gizmo, when you finish, I need to know what you think. I said to a few other guys, when you finish, I need to know what you think. Because I wanted to know if I was out on an island or if other people felt the same way. Everyone I know that has finished that season said, what a disappointing way to end that show. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I think the way they ended it, they kind of left it open. That maybe they can come out with another season. That's you know that's the first time I've heard oh. that rooster. That's not that's, a bad. That's not a bad. Hypothesis. That's not a bad take. Yeah, that's not a, like if it could come because, back on another network. Just think or about it. They're both alive. Yeah, their whole family's intact. Yeah, they can take over the uh, the Mexican cartel. Now. It's all about the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. That's you see. Know that's what? the first time I heard that take, and it makes that a lot is, of sense. But I I think even the way they ended it, like I, my issue is not that. Like I I think the way they ended it can very easily be the end of the show forever because the premise of the show, like Marty bird has that quote, like early on in the first season, which is something to the effect of like the meaning of it is like, you know, money like is unstoppable, right? Like right. it solves everything. Right. And it proves in the very end, like that's exactly the case, right? The two yeah. of them are scot-free, nothing, no issue. Obviously they amassed all this wealth through, you know, the, the cartel business that they were laundering money for. So I, I think like it works. I just think the execution of if they were going to kill Ruth, I mean, Ruth is the one of the biggest badasses probably in the history of television. Fantastic character. Yeah. Like, I truly think that. Yeah. Like, the way that they made that character, and for her to go out the way she did, unarmed, this woman just follows her home and just shoots her, and that's it, it's over. Like, I wanted to see a firefight. I want to see some more spectacular way if you're going to kill off Ruth. For her to go. Yeah. And I also had a problem with um, some of the realistic aspects of what was going on down the stretch with the show, specifically as it related to Ruth. Anyway, so Ruth, you know, is this character who's who's smart. She's, she's got these great instincts and she's navigated through all the stuff. But the whole, so the problem with the execution of it, like that made it, I'm like, this is not realistic because someone this smart would not be just consistently just driving around, going back to her trailer with like no security. She's got all this liquidity now. She has all this money and she can't hire tough guys. And she just killed them. Like she can't, and she, and she killed all these people and she can't hire a couple of strong men of her own. Why? She owns a casino. Why is she, I'd be locked up in a suite in that casino with strong men all around me being like, you can't touch me, motherfucker. Like, but meanwhile, she's driving back to her unsecured lake trailer every single night in the fucking rain and like being followed by herself with not. So I'm saying to myself, this is like, how could someone this smart? In real, in reality, would never be this stupid. Right, yeah. she'd be locked up in the in, the in the in the goddamn Memphis Bell. At a minimum, she'd be armed. At a minimum, at a minimum, she'd be packing heat. Yeah, and she's not even packing a pistol all the time. It's like, goodness gracious, you've just you've killed drug lords like multiple. You're murdering people, going around, and and you and you've witnessed all this this, but you but you don't have any security, and you're a got you're a multi gazillionaire. You have all their. I'd lock myself in the Memphis Bell, run the business. I'd I'd have people bringing me food up there and living in the goddamn business she owns. But meanwhile, she's going back. So to me, I found that to be like like what you expect me to drink this Kool Aid. And then at the end, when she gets killed like that, it's like, well, you're you know, I'd rather see a spinoff of the show with Ruth running the Memphis Bell and doing other things and kill the birds. I agree. Yeah, I totally <laughs> agree. 
And to your point about it not being realistic the way that Ruth went out, it's also incredibly unrealistic that Jonah, the son who hates his mother so much that he will not live in the same house as her anymore and is living in a hotel or motel, all of a sudden, and the reason he hates his mother is because she murdered his uncle, her brother. Right. Right. Like a good reason to be upset. Right. And all of a sudden, we're just supposed to believe at the end that when this PI, this private investigator, has evidence that Wendy killed her brother, all of a sudden, Jonah shoots and kills that guy, and now everything is good between him and his mom. It's okay that she murdered his uncle. It's so implausible. It's ridiculous. It's slop. It was yeah. sloppy. And, and I, I feel like it was sloppy. I felt like the thing between Marty and Wendy, all of a sudden, I love you. I love you too. After all of this, you're telling me that a car accident and being able to maybe get out of the cartel or getting rid of Omar Navarro, all of a sudden I love you, I love you too. It's like I was expecting that they were going to put a bullet in each other's heads or something. Right, which would have been a great way to end it. You know, to, to, to it turned into this love, love fest between the family, which is so implausible given what happened. Well, do you remember the beginning like the very first episode, she was cheating on him. Yeah, yeah. That's how it all started. Yep. That's yeah. how, you know. And an episode before the final episode when they just, everything is wonderful and they just go off into utopia together, you have Marty so frustrated with his wife that he's complaining to his children about, about his wife. Yep. And then the very next episode, everything is wonderful. I love you. Well, she changed because, you know, she was going to lose her kids. And all of a sudden, the kids are back. Well, she didn't change. Well, she, I mean, like, it's towards manipulation. the end. Well, towards the end. She, she checked she herself kinda, into a mental asylum, basically, because she thought that that would get the children to be sympathetic to no, her. No, I mean, towards towards uh, her husband, she kind of, you know, came, like, she got a little lovey-dovey. And I, I, just, I mean, there, there could have been alternative endings, right? I mean, yeah. they could have all died in the crash. When you think of the permutations of the ways that show could have ended, and I've thought extensively about this. Every single one of them is better than the way they ended that show. Yeah, it was a horrible ending. Marty kills Wendy. Wendy kills Marty. Ruth kills Wendy. Wendy kills Ruth. The, all of them die. Like, every single way you cut it, it would have been better than the way they ended. Yeah, it, it would have been better. You know, I, 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 I think Rooster has a fair point. You know, I think Jason Bateman is probably an executive producer of the show. He directed the last episode. Right. So, you know, uh, let's face it, you know. You You never know. Stick to your day job. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) If he directed the last episode, that did not work. Well, what I'm right. But what I'm saying, but but I think to his, to Rooster's point is that, hey, I'm not kidding. What do you think? I'm a lunatic? I'm not killing off my character. That was the best. You know, know, like. like, Rooster, that's the best thing I've heard so far is that they're planning to continue this at some point down the road. Makes total sense. Yeah. They open it up and he's in Mexico running the cartel with the sister. Makes total sense. I mean, what's his shame? I've said this to Gizmo many times and maybe we disagree about this. The single best character on that show for me from day one to the final episode has been Ruth. Absolutely. Period. No, no if doubt. Ruth is not part of any, if they were to continue that and Rooster's right, I won't watch. Like I, I truly, the actress, I'm forgetting her name. I feel like it's Julia something that plays Ruth is so phenomenal in that series that made it for me without her it's a good show but it's not a great it's show not, I, wouldn't I, have been I let, let me let me ask you are you a fan of game of thrones no i was until the last episode yeah so did you, you remember how they were just 
killing people left and right from day one. Like the main characters yeah. were, were which just made getting, it great. Getting Ruth beheaded. is played by Jennifer, uh, Julia Garner, by the way. That's right. Julia Garner. Yeah, tw- no, you're right. Way, I, by the way, Google sorry. her. I Googled her after the end. I'm like, what does she look like in real life? Oh, the same. Dude, she looks like Ruth. <laughs> no, I know, but in real life, when you like dress her up, she looks pretty. She yeah. doesn't look. She doesn't look. Yeah, they that, definitely dressed her down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, she's you know. The, anyway, so yeah, it was a it was a really disappointing ending to me. I mean, I wasn't a Game Game of Thrones guy. I did watch it because it was on, but you know, the end of that that last season is, I would say, the worst of all time. The, I mean, the first season was the best season. Amazing. Yeah, and even if I'm willing to, like if I'm being charitable, the last season could be fine. It's just the last episode was the worst ending to a major show in the history of television. Yeah, yeah the and, worst. They, and you, know what, you know what the problem is? Is that you, when you start to, like, you know, Tony Soprano, for example, you know, all the horrible things that he did, all the things that, the, the, the killing people, killing Christopher, all those things that Tony Soprano did, at the end, you still loved him. He was lovable. You know, you still loved him. So they created this character that that was like this, I guess, an antihero, so to speak, that's this like that you loved. And, and, and he's like this paradox. There's nothing, there's like zero redeeming qualities about the birds. You know, when you look at Ruth and Ruth sits there and she's like, stands there and goes, are you going to fucking shoot me or what? You know, are, are you you going to get this fucking done? And, like, she's brave. Like, she has more bravery and more courage in, like, her fucking a cell in her pinky than, 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 than the birds do. Like, they're like scumbags. They're like asshole scumbags who screw over their children and everybody that they run into. Where at least she, you know, she's, she's this courageous person. And, the, and then to just have her not win in the end against these because if you liked the birds if there was something like wow there you know there's something actually likable about these people they became so reprehensible in every single way that they can't win it's funny you say that because you know the redeeming quality for me with marty to exactly the point you just described of like tony soprano's done all these bad things when he died you mourned tony you were like fuck right but you're still if he died if he really died right but you're still rooting for the guy is when you think about marty you know, the thing in the final season that you sit there and, and I'm rooting for Marty is he does not want to just give up Ruth and have her killed. Yeah, he's it, fighting it's for It's his her. wife that's yeah. saying, Marty, there's only one smart decision and that means Ruth's going to die. And he's saying, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And then for him to just give into that at the end, you're like, okay, well, there's zero redeeming quality about this guy. And it just like throws out everything. Like Marty was always like, you know, a, a scumbag and a shyster like you've described, but... He, he never wanted to do wrong by Ruth because she never did wrong by him. And then at the very end, you're just sitting there saying, okay, well, now there's no reason to root for these people. There's yeah, no they, reason they, to root for these people. And they yeah. let the sister kill her. You know, they, they knew that she was going to. They let the CEO blow the whole thing open about her killing Javi, her son. It, it, it was, I don't know, it was just sloppy it was the way sloppy. they did it. It was sloppy. You, you know, it was sloppy. I mean, I'm I, not saying I can write a great show or something, but, like, I know what tastes good. And certainly this cigar doesn't. Yeah, it's a cigar doesn't. <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say about the lizards, we're good with segues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're coming in the last third here, boys. What do you think, man? I, I, I am, uh, if this was $12, I would say it's 
kind of in line with that, but yeah, it for won't 40 be in my rotation. I will not be chasing this. I didn't. I will not be chasing this. I didn't smoke mine. Yeah, it's not great. Senator, what do you think? Like I said, like I, I, I just want to clarify because I now I, guys are actually being harsher than I even am about this. Agreed. Cigar. Agreed. Um, no, I, I don't think it's I don't, bad. I don't think that the, like there is nothing flavor wise that's offensive to me in this cigar. Um, and there are some elements of it flavor wise that I like. Mm hmm. But the problems that I've consistently been having construction-wise are like just making it hard to enjoy the good parts that exist within this cigar. Um, but where I do agree with the guys that are being harsh about this is like at its best, there's nothing truly great to me about this cigar. And that's what's a shame at the yeah, price point that they're true. charging for but, this. You know, to the opposite, let's say of the Calabra episode, right, where you oh, have an God. expectation and it blows I came into this with really high expectations mm -hmm. from what Opus X is known to be, supposed to be, yep. priced to yep. be. It's just not there. That's it, fair. It needs to sit for a while. That's fair. Yeah. So you, you, I mean, you smoke this stick in five years, it's going to be a different stick. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But that's my I mean, problem. That's... And I say that because I have the same problem with Cohiba if we were talking about Cubans. If I'm going to pay a premium for a cigar, it should not need to sit in my humidor Agreed. for five years right. to be a great cigar. I can buy a Padron tomorrow that's aged four years. That's going to cost me 14 bucks a stick. That's going to be great, and it's going to deliver. The same with Davidoff. I can buy a young Partagas that's going to smoke great right off the bat with just a year or so yeah. of age. So well, that, that's, what I, that's what I mean. When, the, when Opus first came out, they were using much more aged tobacco than they're using now. Mm. So they're rushing it. And that's yeah. why it needs to sit for a yeah. while. And Makes then, sense. You know, if you're going to pay this much for a stick, I mean, you, oh. like Senator said, I mean, you shouldn't have to no. sit like five years. I mean, come on. Outrageously yeah. expensive. Yeah. And that's why I have to say, like, of the Fuente line, I will always give the Don Carlos line the most credit. Sure. In the sense that the Don Carlos Shark, we obviously, that's love. one of the highest scores we've ever given a cigar. It may be the highest. Yeah. Maybe the highest. We love that cigar. And it's well, well deserved. Yes. And that is clearly aged tobacco. Mm -hmm. It delivers a flavor unlike any cigar in the world. We, there's nothing we ever compare that cigar. It's so unique, like mm -hmm. we've said about certain other sticks. And even within their line, you know, the, 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 the personal reserve, I think it's called, it comes in a black box. That's a very good cigar. Rooster gave me the first one I had of that. I had uh, gotten some more myself after that, and I enjoyed them. You know, the other day, uh, Gizmo and I shared a Don Carlos, The, the Man. Man. That was a great cigar. Oh, wow. Was, it's a very limited release cigar um, with a friend and, and listener, and um, we really enjoyed it. And you could see why it commanded a premium. But with Opus, there are just too many times that I light up one of their cigars, and I say it just does not. Is, is entirely undeserving of the premium that they're charging for Do you remember cigar. the cost of the man cigar? I was like 30-something. I think it was 30-something, but he, he had it a while ago. Wow. It was really good. Oh, wow. It was I, great. I would smoke that a lot if I could get it. So so the box that we had that from, the, the man from, from our, our friend, uh, that wasn't aged very long. He had gotten that within the last year or two, mm. but it delivered. Wow. The flavor I, I was think great. It was, uh, uh, from a flavor standpoint, way better than this Opus that we're Agreed. having right now. Interesting. So. All right, boys, let's do the formal liquor rating on the Greenpoint. 
and then we'll do the cigar. Green spot. Green spot. <laughs> green point. Green point, Brooklyn. <laughs> um, I'm giving it an eight. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's very good. Delicious. Senator, tasty. Yeah. I'm with Bam. I'm going to give it an eight. Yep. I'm going to give it a seven. Puba? I don't know. I, I really, did, I, I'm sorry. And then lo- I love, you know how much I love you. Oh, I love you too. I, no, no, we're on the Irish we're whiskey. We're on the uh, whiskey. Oh. And by the way, not, I didn't. Not I, the cigar. I, and, I would so, not have given the And by the way, oh, by the I, way, oh, hold on, hold on. I didn't make the cigar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's been a long day. I, uh, no, no, no. The Irish whiskey, the green spot. Oh, I would give it. I, I mean, I got to give it an eight all day. Yeah. It's very good. So the composite lizard score is a 7.8 Okay, on the green spot. I'm, I'm buying that bottle. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm buying it. It's yep. good. All right. Definitely All right, boys. We're coming to the end here of the Opus X Perfection 888. Any final thoughts before we score it? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not getting any of the tar. I haven't gotten that at all. Um, I only got it once. When I cut it again, yeah. it was fine. And that sweetness continued for me. Now I'm in the really the final, final third of this. It ramps up in strength. So it's more of a full flavored cigar. Still a little sweetness. Um, I like it. I like it. Uh, but for the price, I will not be buying this again. And, there, you know, there's something to be said about that. Yeah. All right, Rooster, let's do the uh, formal lizard rating on this thing. What do you give it? So I'm going to give it a seven. Because, uh, I mean, I love the shape of the cigar. I just thought I would get more out of it. The beginning of the cigar was pretty good, but I did get a lot of tar. I had to cut it like three times. So I think that that lingered on for me. You know, that that taste was in my mouth. So I'm giving it a seven. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm even smelling the, the room. I, 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 I didn't finish mine. Um, that's rare. It's not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, you know, a six. Okay. It's it's a six for me. I wouldn't, if you gave me one, I wouldn't smoke it. If you if it was in my, I just wouldn't. You'd I give it away. I just yeah, I'd give it away. I wouldn't smoke it. I wouldn't. Six is probably generous. Uh, to be honest with you, it's one of the least pleasurable cigars. I, it, to me, it wasn't. It just didn't do it for me. I'm sorry, but not that not good for me. Six. I'm gonna give mine a seven. I'm going to give it a six, and the reason I say that is because on its best day, the flavor could be a seven, but when you factor in, even if I'm willing to overlook that I had to cut it three times, twice I got a tar blast, that the ash has been crumbling all over the place throughout the smoke, even if I overlooked all of that, the fact that this is priced what it is for this it's not even worth half that. So it's a hard six for me. Yeah. So if this were priced more reasonably, I'd give it an eight. But tonight I'll give it a seven. And I'll give it a seven all day long because of the price. But I I do like the that flavor profile of that sweetness. I do. I chase that. Yeah. So the composite lizard score is a 6.6. Oof. Yeah. And a $42.50. It's almost a $50 cigar. Like... Yeah, it does not. It's crazy. Listen, and this is the problem with Opus in general. Yep, really, it is. Absolutely. You know, I want. It's. It's not like I didn't want. I have nothing against Opus X. I have really no bias 
Um, I, I kind of have a bias. Like whenever, when I see guys pull out an Opus and I know they spent a lot of money on it, I know that I'm not impressed by that cigar. Yeah, it, and it's, it's disappointing that, that yeah. I mean, given this experience, given my previous experiences with Opus, it just hasn't delivered. And it's like, you know, these folks go out and they spend this money on this cigar. They should get a, a, an experience that's equivalent to what they're spending on it. Right. Right. For, you know, if you call it an hour 15 or an hour 10 or whatever it is of a cigar. Yeah. You should, it should knock you out. Knock for you this out for this price point, an elite Cuban that's very, very hard to find is worth its money. Right. That's that's excellent. Well rated. This is just not in that league. Yeah. It's just not there. It's just it's not. Particularly good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, it's, it's I don't know what else to say. I, 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 you know, I, I, I don't think any, I'm not sure who would, I don't want to sound too harsh, but I'm not sure who would smoke this and say <laughs> it's, it's worth yeah. a shit. You know, it's going to be, bucks it's going to be in your local gas station in a couple of months now after this review. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Not good. Not good. And a 6.6 .6 is a, you know, I would that's say pretty low. That's low. Pretty it's pa it's hard a, pass. It's yeah, completely yeah. accurate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, boys. Fuente Fuente, Opus X, Perfection 888, a 6.6 .6 on the pod. Very unfortunate, but it is what it is, right? It is what it is. You got to be honest. You got to tell the truth. We, we tell the truth here. It's a good exercise. Yeah. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Bam, thanks for sourcing these cigars. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for sourcing these I'll send you all my, you're going to get all yeah, invoices. We, I'm, I'm invoicing gonna, all of you. I'm actually going to Venmo you. Actually, well, I yeah, I, we, 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 I am going to Venmo you for you because it's, uh, it's unfortunate that it costs that much. But thank you for getting them. It was, uh, actually, it's a hard find. I'm glad you got them. I'm my pleasure. So my pleasure. Thank you for doing that. And uh, thank you, boys. We'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.